Peace and blessings, everyone. Welcome to Invest in the Word podcast. I'm Elder Luther Baker, your host. Thank you for joining me here. I'm here to share with you a portion of God's holy and precious word. In the book of John, John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what this program is all about, about how God can change your life. The Bible tells us that now is the acceptable time. Today is the day of salvation. You may be in the crossroads of your life to make that decision to follow the Lord, or you may be be caught up into alcoholism or, or some other type of drug addiction. But let me tell you something. God has the answer for you. This is the day of deliverance. Jesus died on the cross that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Listen to this.
Wow, what an anointed song by Luther B. You can download a copy of this song on iTunes or CD Baby. And I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you think about the ministry. Write today to Invest in the Word Bible Talk Ministry, P.O. Box 1162, Bel Air, Maryland, zip code 21014. So now let's get right into the interview with Elder Lee Johnson. Peace and blessings, everyone. This is Elder Luther Baker. I have with me today a very fine brother in the Lord. He's going to share with us some exciting things of what God has done for him in his life. Peace and blessings to you, Elder, Elder Lee Johnson. Yes, good evening. Praise the Lord to each and everyone that are listening and watching this broadcast. Um, I'm going to start off with my teenage life. Hmm. I was a young alcoholic. And um, I was in high school, Lake Clifton Senior High School with uh, Elder Luther Baker. Him and I wasn't what you call good friends, but we bumped heads, you know, through the halls. And, and I knew that he was a keyboardist because he was um, playing keyboard for the gospel choir that was there. That's how I really got to know him. Um, but I don't think he actually really knew that I was a young alcoholic. You know, I was searching, uh, I was in and out of school, uh, but through God's grace, he allowed me to uh, meet people him like himself. And there was other young people that was on that gospel choir, like uh, Marcia Williams. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, these people stayed on me about Jesus. <laughs> uh, and during those days, you know, I didn't want to hear anything about Jesus because I was having fun, you know, and I was hurting because I was a young alcoholic. Um, I, you know, I had a pretty uh, uh, intense, rough life, young life, should I say, coming up. And uh, myself and a couple of my brothers, you know, we turned to alcohol. Uh, when we was about 11 to 12. Now that may sound strange, but during those days back in the late 60s, that's what we did. You know, we drank, you know, we took the alcohol that our parents used to have for Christmas and the different holidays and the different um, uh, birthdays and the parties that they used to have. You know, we used to take it, pour it out, drink it and pour water in it to substitute for <laughs> the color and all that stuff. But getting back to high school, um, it was people like uh, Elder Baker that um, put an interest in me about actually wanting to know Jesus um, because uh, it was just something different about them that I saw. They didn't talk like me, you know. I was a cusser, you know, because those are the type of people that I hung around with you know, during those days. And so I, you know, I would stay out for 10, 20 days and uh, come back in and my counselors would pull me up. And I had one counselor, male counselor by the name of Lennox Cole. He stayed on me, man. He was a good, he was a good older brother, you know, that kept me in check. And uh, it got to the point that, you know, he told me one day, he said, Lee Johnson, he said, if you don't straighten up, he said, we're going to really have to let you go this time. But during that time, uh, something happened in my home life that uh, allowed me to 
uh, be incarcerated. And I think this happened maybe about 1973. And uh, I stayed out of school for a year and a half, but I had people like uh, Boris Mosley and Mr. Stanley and Mr. Lennox and Mr. Lindsay, you know, they all came to my rescue. They, you know, they wrote the parole board. And uh, so I was paroled earlier and they told me that I could come back to school, but they put me on probation. And so Mr. Cole, he got with me and doubled up on my classes and the rest was history. I graduated from Lake Clifton Senior High School with Earl Baker, Marcia Williams, and a lot of others, you know, back there in 1975. And then in 1977, I went into the service, Army National Guard, and I stayed there um, for a brief uh, while, and I had to come back home uh, for medical reasons. and. Um, I went right back to my same old habits, drinking. So, so elder, elderly. When you were in the service, um, uh, the the alcoholism was it still with you there while you were in the service, or was was that a different type of situation? It was a different type of situation because okay. during during that particular time, I got with some uh, some religious uh, mm -hmm. brothers. And um, that was a whole nother story, you know, that can be discussed at another time. But that particular incident um, put me in a position where I had to leave the service um, on a medical discharge. And uh, when I got home, I didn't like it because I knew that I had messed up. Um, and um, I went right back to the same old habits, mm -hmm. you know, drinking and doing some other things that, you know, I mm -hmm. prefer not to talk about. Um, but God was still uh, working in my life. Mm -hmm. um, he was putting different ones um, in my pathway. And they were still telling me about, you know, you need to be born again. You need Jesus in your life. Mm -hmm. And I knew all that because I mm -hmm. came up in the Baptist church. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a hunger and a thirst mm -hmm. that was with me that I did not understand until I lost my dad in 1979 in an automobile crash. Mm -hmm. uh, they was going down to uh, North Carolina to see my mom's dad, who they was expecting to die that next day. On their journey down to mm -hmm. North Carolina, there was an accident mm -hmm. and uh, my father was killed right there on the scene. My granddaddy, he died mm -hmm. a day later. Now, the strange wow. thing about uh, that incident is that mm -hmm. I had a dream mm -hmm. three months before that happened that three people in my family was gonna mm -hmm. die. Wow. And they was females. Mm -hmm. This incident happened in April of mm -hmm. 1979. Mm -hmm. My dad died in the accident. A week later, my uncle died. Mm -hmm. And my granddaddy died a day later from the accident where my dad was killed in. Mm -hmm. And um, it was very devastating to me because mm -hmm. my dad and I really didn't get along mm -hmm. during those years mm -hmm. because of my drinking, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, Did you really feel remorseful that you didn't have that connection with your dad? 
Uh, you didn't have an opportunity to really get it right with him? I felt terrible because mm -hmm. my dad was gone and I did not get an opportunity mm -hmm. to say, uh, Dad, can you forgive me for the things that mm -hmm. I had done and said? Wow. You know, we had an argument before he died. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, I can't put it in words how I felt. Mm -hmm. And uh, and God, God brought some young men into my life mm -hmm. during that time because I was really hurting. You mm -hmm. know, I right. needed I needed a healing because. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to cope with it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really wasn't living in my parents' home. I was in mm -hmm. and out be, because of mm -hmm. the relationship that my dad and myself, we had. But God brought these young men in my life in 1979, uh, fall of 1979, and we started singing uh, gospel all over the uh, counties of Baltimore, Hartford, and, uh, and some down in D.C. Uh, acapella harmony. It was new to me, you know. Uh, they pushed me to vocal ranges that I didn't know I could do. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and it was fun, but the important thing about it is that, or should I say the strange thing about it is that each church that we was going in and out of, mm -hmm. uh, I was learning a lot about the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I could feel myself being gravitated mm -hmm. to what the preacher was saying, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and that was different people, mm -hmm. you know, that actually thought that I was born again. I wasn't born again. I was just going <laughs> along for the ride. But these other brothers, you know, they weren't born again either. You know, wow. they just could sing very good. And mm -hmm. uh, to make a long story short about that, uh, something happened dealing with uh, um, a young female, uh, you know, that I would not permit them to do. Mm -hmm. So they put me out. Wow. And I'll, I will never forget it. November the 20th, 1980. Mm -hmm. um, I left from Thank you so much for your support. I pray that part one of this interview has been a great blessing to all of you. Remember, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. I'm Elder Luther Baker. You're listening to Invest in the Word podcast. Stick around for part two of our interview with Elder Lee Johnson. See you then. Are you even going to serve us or serve God? Mm. And so, you know, I was not a stranger when it comes to some of the, mm -hmm. the scriptures Mm -hmm. pertaining to being born again. Mm -hmm. So I knew who was talking. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this is remarkable, man, because there's a scripture in the Bible that says, no man comes unto God except God draw him. You know, and it's and just listening to you, Elder Lee, this is a remarkable story, and you couldn't see it then. And I knew of you, even after we graduated. I never knew what became of you and what happened but it's amazing how even though you were involved in alcohol as a young kid mm. teenager uh, and you went through what you went through that stage of life god had his hand on you yes and he was calling you then you know you didn't see it then i didn't see it then i can remember when i after i uh, came back from the marine corps i was working at cookies men's store remember remember that yes and uh, in Mondowman. and and I heard somebody call my name out. All right? The last I saw you of you, 
you know, you were uh, into alcoholism and, and things like that, and people were trying to help you to, to get through life. And, uh, and I remember you walked up to me that day. This must have been about five years after we graduated. Yes, yes. And you came up to me personally and said that you are now saved and, and born again. Man, I'm telling you, I could have been a kid. It's like being a kid in a candy store <laughs> <laughs> to hear that testimony. Yes. And, and you never know. You can't rule people out because no, you, you, you never know what God is going to do in no, a person's life. Confessing my sins unto God, asking the Lord Jesus Christ to come into my heart. Mm. And I went down in the baptism water, November 20th, and it was cold that <laughs> night in a little room mm -hmm. on Colleton Avenue. And uh, I rose to the newness of life, mm. and I come up out of the water crying like a little baby, and I knew <laughs> without a shadow of doubt, you know, that I was born again, speaking in other tongues. Ha ha sha tu mu aya. That is so awesome. Ah. Speaking in other tongues, as the Spirit of God gave me utterance. That is so awesome. Now, the good thing about that is that because I was smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. Mm. I was smoking an ounce of herb a day. Mm. Marijuana, y'all. <laughs> I was a person to drink drinks and all type of pills. But when I come up out that water, it was wow. a gone. Wow, what a it, testimony. It, it was gone. What a testimony. And I have not touched anything mm. since then. And it will be 39 years. Wow. My new birth. Amazing. This November the 20th, 2019, if Jesus don't come back and get <laughs> us before then. Hallelujah. When you share the love of Christ, where, where, the, where the Bible tells us, that one person may come in your life and plant a seed. Am I right? That's right. Another person may come along and water Absolutely. that seed that was planted, but ultimately it was God, elderly, that gave the increase in yes. your life. That is such an awesome testimony. Now, this, this whole program is all about healing. It's all about because God healed me in my in my life and in, in my body. He's healed you, brought about deliverance yes. in your life. So, looking into that camera, somebody is looking at this program who may be an alcoholic, mm -hmm. who may be involved in drugs and feel that they can't get out of it. What would you say to those individuals today? I would say to those individuals, if you really want to be set free from that bondage, because that's what it is. Mm. Uh, I believe it was in John uh, 10 and 10, Jesus said, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, but I have come that you may have life, mm. and life more abundantly. Mm. Preaching good, brother. Now, if you got people that that is coming across your pathway that give you a track here and tell you about Jesus and tell you about being born again. It is the Father mm. that is drawing you mm. through the Holy Ghost the, or the Holy Spirit because you just can't go to the Father on your own. Mm. You must be drawn. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that okay. example is because people are coming in your life 
telling you that you should get it together. And if you don't, your destiny is hell. Now, mm. a lot of people don't like that word. They don't mm. like to hear that. But they fail to realize that we was made in the image of God Almighty. Hallelujah. And he blew into us mm. his spirit. Yeah. He put a soul in us. And mind me, we are speaking spirits that live in an earth body. Mm. We have a soul. Mm. So we're talking about the spirit is the real you, the real me. We have a soul, and in that soul is comprised of the mind, the will, and your emotions, mm. and then your body. The body is not the real us, <laughs> all right? It's mm. not the real us. The spirit don't die. So mm. that means that if you are a speaking spirit mm. with a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and you die, your body dies. But a spirit cannot die. Mm. And that spirit, which is the real you, has got to live somewhere. The Bible want to talk about mm. but two places. Mm. And that's heaven and that's hell. Mm. You think mm. about the rich man in Lazarus. When, La when the rich man was living, Lazarus wanted the crumbs from off of his table that fell on the floor. Mm. And he was denied. Hmm. And the rich man died. And Lazarus died. But the rich man woke up in torment. Hmm. And there was a great gulf between the two of them. Because Lazarus died too. Hmm. And the rich man acknowledged that Lazarus was with Father Abraham. Hmm. Now how did he know about that? <laughs> that tells us that we still have our five senses. Mm. Okay? So my advice to you that don't know God, mm. who came down 42 generations, took on flesh as the God-man. He was all divine and all human. That's called the hypostatic union, mm. perfect blending Hallelujah. of God Good and teaching. man. Good teaching. One thing I do know is that we are speaking spirits and we don't die. The body goes back to the earth where it comes from. And the spirit, the Bible says, goes to be with the Lord. To be absent from this body, this earth body, is to be present with the Lord. Elderly, this is awesome, awesome word you just gave. One of the things that I'm noticing now, um, and and I never knew it was so many people that believed that, that there is no hell. Unfortunately, our our brother Carlton Pearson, I'm mentioning his name yes. because it is public. It's unfortunate for him that he says God told him, and I don't know why. Well, the devil just loves blaming stuff on God, doesn't mm -hmm. he? Told him that, that there's no hell. Okay. And so I started doing research on that for the past couple of days, mm -hmm. and it's amazing. There's so many people out there teaching that destructive untruth about hell. There's a uni universalism uh, where they teach where everybody's going to heaven. 
the sinner, the drunkard, the drug addict, doesn't matter. Everybody's going to heaven because there's no such thing as hell. That is one of the most, one of the greatest deceptions yeah. that the devil is, is sprouting up and springing up. And a lot of people are, are believing this fallacy. They're believing this lie. But one of the things that the devil can get you to not fear God, if he can get you to the point where I can live any kind of way I want and still be okay, then the devil is satisfied. There is such thing as a heaven and a hell. Yes, it is. If you extract hell, then guess what? Opposite to that, then you have to extract heaven. Absolutely. <laughs> and if there is no heaven and no hell, then Jesus died on the cross for nothing. And we know that's not the case. I had an experience when I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. I was out of control. And uh, I was laying on the living room chair in my mom's home mm. uh, down on Holbrook Street. Mm -hmm. Holbrook and Oliver Street. Mm. And my front door opened and everybody was, was in bed. My front door opened and this black small figure came through the door. Mm stood right there and looked at me. I was told that it was an imp. But it happened. Wow. That was a spiritual thing. Hmm. It was not a natural thing, but it happened to me. Dark forces in my teenage mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. I don't like to talk about them, mm -hmm. but I know that because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in this world. Mm -hmm. And because of the blood, I have authority as mm. a believer Hallelujah. to rebuke those dark forces. You're right. Amen. And if I got the power because of the baptism in mm -hmm. Jesus' name, mm -hmm. rising to a new life. Mm -hmm. It has been almost 39 years for me. Now, I haven't dotted every I and crossed every T, no, but that. that's why we have an advocate with the Father, mm -hmm. and that's Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So we can go boldly to the throne of grace mm -hmm. to obtain mercy, to find grace, mm -hmm. to help in the time of need. Let nobody tell mm -hmm. you that there's not a hell and there's not a heaven. Mm. They gave me up for 21. <laughs> you never make it. But God had another plan. Hallelujah. And I'm here today to let you know <laughs> that I've been crucified with Christ. Mm. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but it's Christ that liveth in Amen. me. And the life which I now live in this Earth body, I live mm -hmm. by the faith of the Son of God who loved me just like he loved you and gave himself for me. And he can do the same thing for you. Wow. Wow. All you got to do is confess mm -hmm. your sins, turn from your wicked ways, ask the Lord Jesus to come into your life. That's the beginning. Mm -hmm. You take it by faith. Yes. All of us had a measure of faith. But you got to make that faith grow. Mm -hmm. And that's why the Apostle Paul said in Romans 10, 17, mm -hmm. faith.
cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Awesome. You got to plant yourself in somebody's church that's rightly dividing the word mm. of truth. Mm. Because God's word is spiritual law. Mm. It's a spiritual force. <laughs> Hallelujah. Elder, man, what, what a word. Uh, I am so excited about having you here. So excited about hearing the gospel message of salvation. One of the things I'm sharing today is that we need the church needs to get back. The body of believers need to get back to the simple message of salvation. A lot of messages you hear is five steps to prosperity, hit the wall five times, take back what the devil stole from you. Everything is geared toward the flesh. But the word you just shared today is enough word to save a city if they would only believe and trust in that word. So, Elder, thank you so much for being here. But for a final word, I want you to give us a final word to those, again, who may be viewing, who may be involved in substance abuse, alcohol, drugs, or someone who may be a part of a music ministry. And that's a whole nother two, three, four, five hour discussion. Yes. Um, you've been there. Uh, I've been there on a national level with national recording artists and it, makes, and it makes you scratch your head. How can they get on stage and excite people and then go behind closed doors and do all kinds of stuff? Kinds of but with a final word, sir, share to those, offer hope to those who may involve themselves in substance abuse and may be a part of a group themselves who they see or figure something is, is just not right. Give a word of encouragement. When I was um, studying with Rob Parsley back in uh, 2005, mm -hmm. graduated from his program in 2007, mm -hmm. one of the teachings that I got from him was that there is a hope beyond the scope of all human limitations. And that hope is in none other but the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And this is why the Apostle Paul said that I can do all things through Christ after he was knocked off his horse to the ground and saw that, that light that outshined the noonday sun. And he had enough teaching even when he was going about killing Christians, he knew, who art thou, Lord? And the voice said, I am, in Hebrew, Yeshua HaMashiach. In English, Jesus the Messiah. And Paul was led to Damascus. And there was somebody that had already been prepared for him to lead him to salvation. Well, my brother and sister, this is your time. If you're hurting, whether it's drugs, alcoholism, whether it's pornography, I don't care what it is, sin is sin. And you want an out, call on the name of Jesus. I dare you, call on Jesus, ask him to come into your life, take your life and do something special with it. And Jesus will start sending people your way to lead you on your journey 
to where you should be planted so that you can go down in the name of Jesus. The Bible said no other name is given among heaven whereby we should be saved than the name of Jesus. Yeah. There's power in the name of Jesus. And it's meant for you and you and you because it was meant for me and my dear brother, Elder Baker. Hallelujah. Awesome. Thank you, Elder. God bless you. Good word. Thank you so much for joining me here at Invest in the Word podcast. And thank you, Elder Lee Johnson, for your awesome testimony. I'm sure many souls were blessed. So remember, today is the day of salvation. Make your decision to follow the Lord Jesus Christ today. I'm Elder Luther Baker. Thank you for joining me here at Invest in the Word podcast. See you next time.